Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 13th day of December. Welcome. It is so nice to be here with you today. Today, we are continuing on in the book of Acts with chapters 24 through 26, and we are in the English Standard Version for this week. And after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and a spokesman, one Tertullus. They laid before the governor their case against Paul, and when he had been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Since through you we enjoy much peace, and since by your foresight, most excellent Felix, reforms are being made for this nation in every way, and everywhere we accept this with all gratitude. But to detain you no further, I beg you in your kindness to hear us briefly. For we have found this man a plague, one who stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world and is a ringleader of the select of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, but we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to find out from him about everything of which we accuse him. The Jews also joined in the charge, affirming that all these things were so. And when the governor had nodded to him to speak, Paul replied, Knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify that it is not more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem, and they did not find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or in the city. Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience towards both God and man. Now after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings. While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple, without any crowd or tumult. But some Jews from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation, should they have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves say that wrongdoing, what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council. Other than this one thing that I cried out while standing among them, it is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. But Felix, having a rather accurate knowledge of the way, put them off, saying, When Lysus the tribune comes down, I will decide your case. Then he gave orders to the centurion that he should be kept in custody, but have some liberty, and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs. After some days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control in the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, Go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. At the same time, he hoped that money would be given him by Paul. So he sent for him often and conversed with him. When two years had elapsed, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. And desiring to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. 
Now, three days later after Festus had arrived in the province, he went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priests and the principal men of the Jews laid out their case against Paul. And they urged him, asking as a favor against Paul, that he summoned him to Jerusalem, because they were planning an ambush to kill him on the way. Festus replied that Paul was being kept at Caesarea and that he himself intended to go there shortly. So, he said, let the men of authority among you go down with me, and if there is anything wrong about the man, let them bring charges against him. After he stayed among them not more than eight or ten days, he went down to Caesarea, and the next day he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought. When he had arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him that they could not prove. Paul argued in his defense, neither against the law of the Jews nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I committed any offense. But Festus, wishing to do, to the, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, do you wish to go to Jerusalem and there be tried on these charges before me? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. To the Jews I have done no wrong, as you yourself know very well. If then I am a wrongdoer and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appear to seize, appeal to Caesar. Then Festus when he had conferred with his counsel, answered, To Caesar you have appealed, to Caesar you shall go. Now when some days had passed, Agrippa the king and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and greeted Festus. And as they stayed there many days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man left prisoner by Felix. And when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews laid out their case against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against him. I answered them that it was not the custom of the Romans to give up anyone before the accused, met the accusers face to face, and had opportunity to make his defense concerning the charge laid against him. So when they came together here, I made no delay, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I supposed. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who was dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Being at a loss how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you will hear him. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. Then at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man about whom the Jewish people petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death. And as he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to go ahead and send him. 
but I have nothing definite to write to my Lord about him. Therefore I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable in sending a prisoner not to indicate the charges against him. So Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa. I'm going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion, I have lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope and the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain, as they earnestly worship night and day. And for this hope I am accused by Jews, O King. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them, and I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme. And in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commissioned of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, that shone around me and those who journeyed with them. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes, so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me, To this day I have had the help that comes from God, so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass, that the Christ must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I'm not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I'm speaking true and rational words. 
For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things have escaped his notice. For this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only, but not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. And the king rose, and the governor and Bernice and those who were sitting with them. And when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Something that really captured my attention today was, this is now the third time we have read the, or the, the story of Paul um, meeting, or sorry, Saul meeting Jesus on the road to Damascus through a vision. Um, this is now the third time that we have read that or that it's been recited. And this, today's reading has a little bit more added to it. And um, it just really reminded me that, you know, everybody has a, a a story you know everybody has a different background and you know you could feel whatever way about your upbringing or things that you were a part of before you knew Jesus or even some things that you did while you knew Jesus um I think we can all relate to that as well um but specifically with Saul here you know he the very thing that he was doing in sin and literally killing believers now he is coming to those groups of people who have that same authority who have that same kind of power and testifying to them and he's saying this is exactly what jesus said that i would do is that i would use you paul or saul and then testify to these people so that they would know the good news and i think that that is truly so beautiful because the very thing that we feel probably the most shame or guilt or frustration or heaviness about in our lives could be the very thing that we are ministering from or are really leading people to or out of depending on what it is so like for example but for me something that I really struggled with was postpartum you know i had really bad postpartum anxiety and um a little bit of postpartum depression and there's part of me that thinks like kind of every mom goes through that maybe not every everyone but i think it's pretty common and i wish that there was more talk about what's really going on hormonally or mentally and how to support your body through that and then how to also support your mind through that and then how to you know actually support the mom um but that's not um topic for today but my experience now this wasn't necessary i don't know i kind of struggle with like is this sin was it just like living in a fallen world you know um but the thing that i had really wrestled with because i you know i had had um you know just those thoughts of like okay i you know i believe in Jesus I'm following him I have a relationship with the Lord so why am I struggling so much with this and 
why am I, you know, having these thoughts? I know this is very different from Saul's um, testimony, but I don't really have a story of craziness that I was doing before I knew Jesus or things that I were doing um, after Jesus. But this is kind of the point I'm trying to say is the thing that I had a hard time with the most in my life. I now um, have like a local mom's group that we just kind of stay and connect with each other and we, we get together. And when it was warmer, we would go on walks and um, and now we're just kind of like going from house to house and just having play dates and just getting together and getting all of our kids together and just talking and, you know, making a point of community. And so I'm just saying the things that maybe you thought were going to take you out or the things that you really struggled with in whatever capacity, whatever ailment, um, but that you wrestled with big time, again, in any capacity, um, God could really use that to minister, like to turn it around and do like a 180, but then like cleanse you and say, okay, we're going to go back into this field. We're going to go back into this area and this space and I'm going to use this for good. And so God, I just thank you that that's true for nearly everyone that we read about in the Bible. Um, whether they were after your heart or not, God, I see that truly when people make an honest attempt to meet with you or you have met with them, God, I thank you that it changes so much. And so I pray for those of us who are needing that encounter, who maybe haven't had that moment yet, that moment of rescue, that moment of something shifting or something changing. God, I pray today would be the day. This moment would be the moment um, and that something would really stir out of this whatever it is god we just ask that you would be present and that you would call us out of the darkness out of the fog out of the whatever it is that we're feeling maybe it is like really heavy things um or maybe it's something a little less intense i don't know but god you do and you see it and I thank you that you are calling us out of that place. And really, God, I thank you that sometimes you do call us out of those places, but sometimes you step into them with us and you come side by side and you say, hey, I'm going to come alongside of you, with you. You're not alone. You're not drowning. I have you. And God, I thank you that you heal us, you restore us. And sometimes we go back into those places healed with you and we are leading others out of that same place that we felt we were in. And so, God, I pray that you'd give us the strength, you'd give us the courage, the endurance, the joy to do so. And I thank you that your word just reminds us how kind and loving you truly are and just how much your heart is for us. And so I thank you for this. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is our website. That's the place of connection. So be sure to check that out. We also have an online store, which is super cool. Uh, if you haven't already grabbed your Christmas box, um, definitely go grab your Christmas box. And um, also just some other like cool things that would be good gift ideas. Uh, if you have a coffee lover in your household or a friend that you know is a coffee lover or a tea drinker, uh, something that we offer here at the Daily Audio Bible is tea or coffee subscriptions. So that could be a really great gift. Um, I know that when we run out of coffee, it is like 
that slow like no so it's always nice to have subscription sending it to your house you don't have to go out and get it and uh, it comes right to your doorstep so that's something that you can um, check out and get it for yourself or set it up and uh, gift it to a friend so be sure to check that out if you have prayer requests and things that we as a community can come alongside of you and encourage you and pray over you you can go ahead and call in at 800-583-2164. And if you listen to the podcast through the app, you can do so through there. You can, send in your, you can record your prayer requests and they get sent in and then played at the end of every day's podcast. But that is all for today. I'm China. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is Yvonne from Hilo, Alberta, and I'm coming to you today with a prayer request. A year ago on Boxing Day, my family said goodbye to my dad. And with the first year anniversary coming up, it's been kind of hard. Not just for me, but for my mom and my sister and my brother as well. And to be honest, it's all really just self-pity because we miss him. I mean, he's in such a much better place, and we know this. But... Uh, It's just hard. What makes it harder is on December 18th, I could always expect him and mom to phone and sing to me. Half a birthday to you. Half a birthday to you. Yes, it was only half a birthday because according to my dad, if he wished me a full birthday, then you get too old too fast. We really miss him. So uh, if you could please keep us in your prayers, I would really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And, and I've been... Pray for y'all as, as, as they come. Love you. Bye. Good morning, Dab Sears. This is Daphne from Dallas. I just wanted to pray for some of the dabbers. I um, want to lift up um, Sonia um, and her request for prayer for her husband. My heart goes out to him and your family upon losing um, his daughter suddenly. Can't even imagine that. Um, but I do pray, oh Lord, I ask you to bring about comfort to the family, oh Lord. In times like this, we seek um, understanding. Um, but what we really need is uh, peace and comfort, oh Lord. I pray that even yet this tragedy, oh Lord, um, can bring about healing um, in their marriage and their relationship, O oh Lord. Um, we um, just pray, O oh Lord, that they would just be drawn together, Father God, and that um, you would make the uh, crooked places straight and that um, unity um, and love would just flow in their relationship, O oh Lord. 
And then I also pray um, for um, the request for reuniting of the sons for D and T. Um, again, um, I can't even imagine. I, I am so thankful. It made me so, so, so thankful to know that I get to see even my grown children every single day. And, um, and so I pray and I lift up to you, D and T, um, O oh Lord. And I just ask that you would just bring those sons back <laughs> to their parents, O oh Lord. And just like in the scripture reading in Romans today, we talked about, Lord God, for Israel, Lord God, your arms are open. And so are these parents. Their arms are open to their sons, O oh Lord. And I pray that they are able to reconnect soon because God is able. Amen. Good day, my family. I just paused the podcast today, December 9th, to stop and pray for my brothers and sisters here on the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I just uh, heard the lady that was praying for some friends that had some sons that were um, a part of a cult and they wanted to reconcile with their sons after 20 years of estrangement. Good morning, Dabsey family. This is a lady of victory on the morning of December 9th. And this message is for uh, God's redeemed daughter, <clears throat> Renee from Florida, uh, regarding her sister. Renee, I am so sorry for your loss. Um, it is never easy um, to lose someone, and particularly around the holidays and um, I just wanted you to know that I am praying with you and for you. I am still grieving the loss of my precious son. And so I know you're feeling. Um, however, I think the way you are handling it is amazing how you are listening to Harleys and uh, whatever to bring you comfort. And uh, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will bring you comfort as you remember your sister and um, thank God for the time that you did have her. I, I, I know that with my struggle of the loss of my son, I, I wanna, and I am sad at times, but then I have to be reminded that those 36 years that God gave him to me to be called his mom, mom, Nobody could ever take that away from me. And so, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would just continue to flood your daughter Renee's heart with your presence, God, to know that, as she said, even though her sister may not be here in body, God, she's standing before you. And if she even had an opportunity to come back, God, she wouldn't. But I do ask, God, that you would still comfort her heart because the pain is still there. It's still real. So I ask God that as she is going through these steps of grieving, that you would be her very present help in Jesus' name. Love you, sis. Be encouraged. This is saved by His grace in Happy Valley. I left this same prayer request on DAB, but I want to leave it on DABC as well. Uh, I have a dear friend who lives here, Donna. She's also a DAB listener, and she has a lovely family with four wonderful children and uh, grandchildren. Donna's youngest daughter, Allegra, has been battling cancer and she'll be heading to the Hillman Cancer Center in Pittsburgh for an operation that is 
fairly complicated and fairly new. Um, Donna and her whole family have felt the presence of God through all of this and give blessings to Him and are just living each day to the fullest and enjoying one another. I'm asking for prayers for safe travels on Monday when they go down to Pittsburgh and on Tuesday for the surgery, which will take six to eight hours, that it will be successful and that throughout it all, they will continue to feel God's mighty presence and his blessings with them. Thank you so much, family. I really appreciate that. God is so good. God bless Donna and Allegra and the whole family. In Jesus' name, amen.